people. This is Musa with more football STL. And today we have a very exciting day. A legend of media. Yes, I said it. A legend. From our friend from the other side, Kevin Show. We'll probably won't start too much trouble, but how are you doing today? Good. Yeah, no, I listen. Doesn't matter what team you support, okay? Doesn't we're not Look, MLS is not there quite yet for us to never speak to each other, you know. Maybe a few years but, down the road. Uh, but no, I'm excited. I love I love talking to all different fans, and uh, I love what you've been doing recently, especially. So yeah, I've been excited, ready to go. We we had this planned for a little bit, then we couldn't do it. So it's cool to finally get this done, get this going. Yeah, and I, and I think and I think for us, it's almost a little bit different because yeah, I think the Kansas City St. Louis thing. It's almost like the the last piece of yeah. hatred that we could have for each other. Yeah. Um. Because now I'm starting to realize that first we have France and Argentina. <laughs> that is most recent. More recent, yeah. Right. And those are my almost my most hated video of yours because you keep showing that World Cup dancing chanting. Uh, it's almost there. We're almost there. Look, two more years and then I'll stop. Yes. It's still tearing me apart yeah, every time right. I see it. <laughs> Sure. And then now I recently found that you're Liverpool. That's right. And I'm Chelsea. Nah, There's another on. one. <laughs> At least you're not United or something. Yeah, but okay, Chelsea, fine. Sure. And then we add St. Louis and right. Kansas City to top it off. Yeah, sure. And we that's still okay. talk. So that, hey. that says a lot. Yes, it says a lot. Look, uh, I think uh, we got close. Because like, I think France, Argentina, that's just new. I don't think we're like <laughs> old rivals. Uh, Chelsea and Liverpool. It's, I think if I was an Arsenal fan, it would be more. I think you would hate me a little bit more. Uh, and then the Sporting St. Louis. We just got started, so we got. We're fine. We're all right. Not too bad. Uh, yes, and I would say our rivalry. I guess uh-huh. I'll say it's. Um, it's been the most interesting one I've seen in the MLS because I yeah. think it it just it just happened so quickly. <laughs> yes, very quickly. Yes. Also oh, perfect. So yeah. So for those that um have been living under a rock or um have no access to the internet, could you <laughs> give them a little bit of who Kevin is? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well, I just a quick synopsis. I was yes. uh, I, I was born in Argentina, moved to Kansas as a kid. So I was like, I grew up watching just Argentinian football for forever, and then got into MLS around 2011 when Sporting moved into their own stadium they got their own it it looked like a real team at the time i had no idea they even existed and ever since then i just kind of became a sporting fan over time you start learning more about the city the culture the history of the game and whatnot um and then i turned it into i've always liked video editing and i always loved uh um being in front of a camera so i thought it'd be kind of cool to talk about sporting in some way so it started out with like watch alongs and i still do those and i do little highlights and stuff like that but a weird mix, but and, and it got me into a position where I get to talk to fans that I never, you know, knew even existed, or got to talk to people like you who are in, with a new team coming in. Like a while ago, it was like the Austin fans, and now it's the St. Louis fans. So it's been a really cool ride to just see all the new people come in, and then everyone talk about their football background or soccer background. Um, so yeah, that's basically what I do: just talk footy, you know, scream a lot from time to time. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> But I did see though that um this this was not your first entry 
got you uh, making videos. Yeah. So could you tell us, I guess, a little bit of what got you in Sure. Shoot? Yeah. I mean, so in high school, I mean, I wanted to go to a film school. It was like, that was yeah. the dream was to actually work in film. And in high school, I just, I felt like I didn't want to go into, you know, college not knowing anything about <laughs> anything at all. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'll uh, make a YouTube video and, or channel and start learning how to edit, you know, just slowly over time. That turned into, you know, I had some friends that were like up and coming artists that wanted me to edit their music videos. So then I learned how to, you know, deal with music and editing and filming. I started filming them. Uh, and then that turned into like using it for freelance. So even when I was in college, I was editing my own videos. I changed, I had a channel where I just kind of changed the vibes all the time. It went from like vlogging to like short documentaries, all types of stuff. Um, and then it started work. I started working with other creators, large creators. Some of them slowly became large creators, uh, which was really cool. So you can kind of see what they did and what they did that was good and what was wrong or whatever to get to where they're at. Uh, and I learned a lot. So it's been like almost 10 years in April would be 10 years of me like editing videos in some way, uh, which is really fun to just kind of like go back. Cause I mean, even three years ago, I've, my stuff is like completely different. Uh, but that's, that's like the usual thing for most uh, content creators. Like every year, if you just look back, you can see how much you changed. But yeah, and then slowly I got into, you know, football soccer creation because I always loved the game. I'm always around it. And I never could find a way to like mix the two. Um, and then MLS kind of gave me that opportunity where I was like, there's not that many people doing this right now at the time. And now even a year or two years later, now it's like completely different. Now there's way more people, uh, which is really awesome. Like that was the point was like, it felt weird that, that we didn't have that many people. I know we're a young league and whatever, but it's like, come on, we're, we, this is a US. We, we got ballers out. We it's have 20, video editors, yes. Photoshop guys, graphic designers. Like we could really do this. And, and now seeing it happen is really cool. Nice. I, I can definitely see from all your videos and anything that um, maybe you're the superstar now, but it looks like it, it took many years to perfection yeah, um, that part. Sure. Yeah. A lot of people always ask, like, because really in MLS, it, it, I popped up a year and a half ago. Yes. Like before that, I didn't have. So people were just kind of like, did, this, did MLS just create this guy <laughs> or, or something like that? I was like, no, no, no. It's like I've been in so many different things. And for like a year and a half, especially during COVID, I was just editing for other people. Like I was never in front of a camera, you know, larger creators would just, you know, tag me in their, in their description. That was the only time you ever, you know, heard my name, but uh, yeah, now it's completely different for sure. Awesome. Yeah. And that's the, one of the reasons why I was asking is that um, just giving you also your flowers. Cause you're almost one of those guys that I've looked up to, even though I'm probably much older than you, but um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. definitely looked up to you and others, you know, from the, Austin TV guys, you know, to how to kind of help sure. bring some of that energy from St. Louis. I'm um, knowing that, you know, we're, we'll say we're a big city, but yeah. the soccer community is so small here. Sure. That, you know, I'll, if you would have asked me a year ago if I would be in front of a camera talking, <laughs> yeah, I would have just punched you in and run. <laughs> yeah, for that, now, that is not me. Yeah, yeah. So, um, soccer has definitely uh, brought that up and now getting to talk to you. Um, the fun part is, you know, you lived in Kansas City. I also lived in Kansas City. Ooh, and right, right. I lived in Gladstone, Missouri, which okay, is yeah. literally right, right where the current new stadium. Yep. It's literally five minutes from my old high school. No way. That's so yeah. cool. Wow. That's awesome. So it's like, 
It's like you know a guy from Kansas City. So, I, <laughs> so we missed each other for maybe. Yeah, we just missed exactly right. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. It, yeah, so and I think it, you know, seeing you and having all of those new people coming up, it's definitely you know you're like the standard workaholic, <laughs> oh, you know, of, of social media. So definitely have to give you your flowers. Thank for that. you, thank you. No, it's, <laughs> no, yeah. I, it, I mean, I saw I've I've seen you go through you know, just talking, you know, not really on in front of a camera to where you are now. And, yeah. and you're just getting started. This is like the year and a half ago where I slowly got in, got in. And now when you're almost at two years in, you start figuring out what you like to do. Because even like for a while, I was like, I, I kind of want to do like a podcast, like a real talk, sit down. But then it, it didn't feel like my thing. So I just stopped. But other people, they start in watch alongs and they don't feel like that's their thing. Then they get into podcasting yep. and they get to talk to more people, stuff like that. So it's cool. You get to learn over time what you're like into. So I'm I'm excited for you. You got plenty of time. And and I think you're probably the most like content creator from all of the whoa, teams. Whoa, that settle like down, settle I, down. Those are big oh, words. I, I from what I've seen, and sure. you know, I do listen to other podcasts, and definitely, you know, the the Kevin, you you still have that <laughs> neutral conversation, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that's a that's a big folks, Thank you. You know, if our St. Louis folks don't hate you that much, I don't see how other teams could. Right. right. True. Okay. Okay. That's a good point. That is a good point. I mean, I don't have any – I kind of feel the same way because yeah. I don't have any ML, or St. Louis content creators, and I'm like, I can't stand this person. <laughs> you know, it's like hard. It, it would take a lot for me to, to get to that point, but I think the best way for any tips, if, I, if anyone wants to know tips, is if you take – I mean, okay, if you zoom out, especially you already know this because you're from, you're not really, you're, you're American like me, but you grew up around the, the game with different countries. So you can see different yes. lenses. But with some people, you know, if you just focus just on MLS and take it just too seriously, I could see where you might hate other creators or just want to, you know, go, go against them. But it's, there's no point. If you look at it like it's a joke, all right, you got me this week, fine, I'll get <laughs> you next week or whatever it is. Um, it's easier that way. I think there's also a fine line. If there's people that are spewing hate, then of course, you right. know. Uh, but you know, a, a little banter here and there, you know, never hurt anyone. <laughs> Just from time to time, you know. It, and that's what makes it fun, right? Yeah. It's pretty much just like when we were playing on the field, it's like you, you know, you spent you. You step on our white line, I completely hate you. Right. I will tackle you. Take your leg out. <laughs> you pass it again. Shake hands. Good game. Move on. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. That is a great that's a great way of putting it. I think a lot of the younger MLS or younger, the newer guys that are like getting into the game completely, um, might not get that. But over time you start to because things get repetitive. Like after a couple yeah. seasons, you're like, all right, this same is, jokes. It's the same thing. <laughs> exactly. You're starting to hear the same jokes, starting to hear the same stuff, uh, which gets kind of old. So it's just fun to mix it up and just kind of be cool. Cause the best thing is away games you know you you don't want to just go in a stadium and not know anybody or be completely hated it'd be nice to kind of learn how the atmosphere is like and what how your team is different than my team or whatever so i think that's a good thing and i was surprised because i think even after the the playoffs last year i saw plenty of sporting fans and um i almost said rsl uh st louis fans <laughs> uh -oh. because that was a whole other thing but uh <laughs> I saw a lot of the like St. Louis fans and sporting fans just kind of be cool again. You know, once it was yeah. over, it was like, all right, that was fun. Let's do it again. You know, so yeah, I'm excited. Yes, and circled back on that, you know, the stadium and going to the away games. 
I definitely saw that even when I started to put some announcement that I might go to um, Cincinnati, you know, there's oh, yeah. still people reaching out. I say, hey, yeah, stop by. And I think that's where you, you built some of that relationship with those genuine people. Yes, for sure. Um, yes. Awesome. So, um, so from Kansas City then, since you started to kind of create content for Kansas City, yeah. um, so was that like a gradual, you know, hey, I'm going to do just do one video at a time or was it, you know, yeah. this it going to be my you know it it started so really like a year before so in 2021 uh i had this completely other channel where i got into like documentaries it was more like serious and the copa america was coming and in my mind i was like okay this is probably met and at that time it was kind of rumored that either that tournament or the world cup would be messi's last so in my head, I was like, okay, well, this might be Messi's last Copa America. I'll watch it. And it'd be kind of fun to do a watch along. So I made a separate account, completely separate. And I thought, I'll do a watch along and see if anyone comes in. What, what surprised me was like so many people just around the world, because it's like a big national team and Messi, whatever. Uh, there were people coming in the comments and just talking. Like I had a guy from Germany that would, you know, stay up. I don't even know what time to watch the games with me and just chat, you know? That shocked me. There was guys from France, people from England, and, you know, we were just hanging out. And I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And then once the Copa America ended, I was like, well, what, I'm going to wait until the World Cup? I, that's, like, too far, and I, I want to do it again. And in the middle of that, I was doing an MLS breakdown of the things that bothered me about MLS and things that kind of annoyed me for a while. And in the middle, I wanted some B-roll of just other clubs. I just wanted fans. Because as you know, and everyone knows in content, you, there's a fine line with copyright and back then fox soccer was like the big one or espn so if you try to pull content your copyright struck yep, you have all these issues so i was like you know what i'll just get b-roll from fans and i could not find anything i asked my sporting friends i was like hey can i get can you guys point me to like a watch along guy for sporting and like every single one said no and then that's where i was like all right what the hell is happening you know sporting's one of the first team uh, it's like one of the original teams and how do we not have a watch along guy and all this stuff and then i started learning there's like not a lot in mls or that many content creators for teams specifically so then i was like okay i'll try a game and see how it goes well the first game it was like sporting versus columbus crew there was it was nil nil it, there was a weather delay. I was sitting here by myself because nobody knew I, who I was or what I was doing. I didn't even promote it. I just went live and just sat there. So it was a good three hours of me talking to myself. That was my first watch along for MLS. After that ended, I was like, I don't know if I want to do that again. You know, like I was just thinking that was a nightmare. So then I just did it one last time thinking like, all right, let me just, that was a weather delay. That was a weird game. And then the next time, I think we got murdered by Portland or something. Like, I think it was the 7-1 game or 7-2, whatever it was. That's tough. And, yeah, that game, I, like, lost. I was, like, I couldn't believe what I was watching. And it was a long time since I watched multiple MLS games all the way through. Because for a while, I just kind of gave up and just looked at the score after the game. And that's where, like, more people found me. And then that's where things started going. But... I don't know if that's a lesson of like don't give up or whatever, but it was it and was sure it's a hundred percent don't give up. I, I really think that just uh, sometimes it's luck, but then sometimes it's like just keep going. I, I got very lucky that the next game was like this annoying game for me, but right. um, I know a lot of people that like give up after you know a season or, or or a lot of writers, you know, journalists that cover the team. They're like, well, no one read my stuff. You have no idea. This like the next thing could have happened. St. Louis signs like Dybala. Imagine, and then you guys get all these people paying attention at St. Louis. 
and then you gave up and guess what you you have you don't have that rapport anymore so yeah i don't know it was a got really lucky for that for that game i guess but um and then it just started like two seasons of like nightmare you know games for sporting and and uh yeah and then you guys came the next last season um which again was more nightmare for us and it was just like <laughs> god dude i couldn't catch a break but i you know it, it, it helped in the long run i guess so so did you like break news to us you said signing Dybala is that what <laughs> dude, I just heard hey listen <laughs> I would actually cry oh. if St. Louis gets Dybala dude like that would end it for me that, that'll that be my last day but I'm interested to see what St. Louis does because obviously you had uh, a player go to Italy Serie B which was which is yes. a big deal and and Serie B we had Buzio go out there too who played for uh, sporting and he's doing well right now I think those are good steps and it's like that's a good thing for for you guys even though he's a good player um but that opens up spaces it's just it's interesting to see what you guys are going to do or you could your club could be kind of like what some other clubs are doing where you might get some guys in right now maybe but wait for the summer you know that's obviously we all know summer transfer that's where everything gets crazy that's where everyone's ready to move um I don't know if that's what sporting is do. I don't even know if we're gonna make any moves, but yeah. that's so, that's what yeah. You so hope. that's what I was gonna ask you next is like yeah. you're seeing a lot of teams and like the established team, like you know, um, LA Galaxy just signed a new one, and you start right. to see a Colorado. You start seeing yeah, you know, Colorado I, I, you know, knowing that they have not spent money, Colorado right. does not spend money, and then all of a sudden it's splurging. Yeah, and Cincinnati is like stacking up to already of you know awesome season they had which almost annoyed the, the entire MLS <laughs> yes for sure but, yeah so how do you feel about you know almost the the non-movement from yeah Kansas City or so so quiet I think see the the thing is like I feel half and half you mentioned a good thing because Colorado got you know they're getting signing and they, the joke was always like their owners are stingy and they don't spend yep. money um and and then the other thing that everyone always says is like it's so hard to sign big players in the Midwest, because obviously, I mean, if you could choose an East Coast or West Coast, you most likely would before going to the Midwest. Um, But what makes me really nervous about sporting is at least like, for example, like if you look at St. Louis right now, there's so many things that are right with what you guys are doing, like atmosphere wise, stuff like that. That could be attractive alone, because then it could be like a big name player comes to this, your city, let's pretend. Uh, and that would be like their team, you know, they would be the big name. They could be the face of the organization. When you go to like, you know, LAFC where they're signing three guys at a time, it looks like, uh, it it might not feel that way. Plus you're in Los Angeles. There's much more, you know, bigger names out there, whatever. Um, I don't know. I feel half and half. I, I with sporting. I've always felt like with how Peter runs it and how things go, I, it, we're not like the flashy club, which is so annoying, especially now. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's always hard to assign players to come to, to the Midwest. That being said, it looks like we, because of the guys that are jumping into the East Coast and West Coast teams, we might steal their, their I guess, seconds, you know, their, yes. their other guys. So that's kind of great because the, these guys are still good quality players that we're getting. They're not, we're not getting like, we're all potentially not going to get like super old players just because they have a big name. Um, so yeah, I mean, fundamentally, I, Sporting, St. Louis, all these Midwest teams, they might not be able to compete with big names, but we we're kind of like the like the like the Saudi Arabia's of like a World Cup where you have underdog, not big names, but a good a good squad. Hopefully, you know, with a good coach. So, and St. Louis showed that last year, like most of the season, no big names. You guys had, you know, I think your keeper was like your biggest name, you know. 
Um, yeah, he, yeah, he was. Yeah, that, that's a baller there. So that was, but that's it. It's not like you guys had some legends or whatever that had to help you guys. So yeah, I think this season, I'm waiting for the summer. You know, if if okay. we get nothing in the summer, boy, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long season for sporting. <laughs> trust me, you know. Uh, but that's just how I'm feeling at the moment, currently. Uh, that's fair enough. Um, I'll say from what I've seen so far, you know, on like the the big purchases. Um, so it shows, you know, like the the big market teams are making it. Um, even though it looks like Cincinnati is now becoming one, it looks. Right. I don't know if it's their sporting directors that have the good connections to, sure. to make it. Um, I think for our, you know, for the Midwest team, from what I've seen, is like, you know, Europe are talking now about the MLS. Yeah. So it looks like there's like those, I'll call them three tiers of players. Yeah. You know, the top tier, if they're sort of older, they will, that's LA, New York. Mm-hmm. That's all they know about. Right. But it's starting to see like, you know, the Northern countries, they're starting to look at MLS as the, the stamping ground yes. to, hey, if I come over here, I make some noise, I can go back to Europe to a second division or even third. Sure. And MLS is starting to make some of that Yeah, that noise. Definitely, I can see that. Oh, yeah. And plus with their name, I mean, even guys, so you probably know more about the Europe side, but the South America side, they're using it as a stepping stone. Not just because they're going to come here and I'm not saying like, oh, they're going to get they're going to become better, but their name is going to be out there much more. Yep. It's not so saturated. And then let's say you have a goodish season. OK, then you might have more options and then move on to, you know, a European side. So, yeah, I'm, I, I love that. That's the thing where a lot of people. Sure. We have like the older guys. Yeah. All right. Fine. But the, the well, younger yeah. guys. Well, when are, we say older now, you yeah. know. Now players play until they're 38. So if right. you get a 34-year-old. Exactly. Yeah, 34, <laughs> 35, you know, that for sure. And that's going to show experience. And these guys are still fit or whatever. Um, so I love that. And, and then when you have those stepping stone players, some of them, you know, will. it's kind of funny to see a couple of them, like, say no to clubs in Europe. Then you're kind of like, oh, what, what is he doing? You know, they're waiting for their time for a bigger club or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I hope hopefully more MLS fans are seeing that because sometimes – Oh, there's too much noise and people kind of ignore like the actual good things that are happening and i think that is a good thing that okay now we got players from brazil that are going to go play in orlando just as they got a season in orlando get their name out there and then go to europe or whatever or stay there's still some players that are going to stay and maybe go back to brazil but for a better team and play for flamengo or palmeira or something like that um so yeah i think you know there's a bright side to that it's just there's so much noise with all these other big names that are kind of hot drowning all the rest of it, you know. Oh, can't complain about it. And I did, after Kansas City um, beat St. Louis uh-huh. in the playoffs, unfortunately, <laughs> um, I did see that uh, Kansas City do have quite a few, um, you know, European younger players that probably don't get, right. you know, the the glamorous um, titles like everyone gets. Sure, so, yeah, I'm, like in Dembe, this Belgian that's player. That's the one I was... Oh, really? Yes. Was it on the 23... Belgium, I was like, yeah, yep. How, <laughs> just like this guy. No one said his name. Yes, I know. I I thought I thought exactly what you were saying. Like, kind of like a little bit of a diamond in the rough, where you're like, what the heck? This guy just popped off out of nowhere. Even some of the older players, like you know, Gadi Kinda was just yes. losing his. Like he was just playing stupid during that. Um, and now he he's gone uh, back yeah. to Israel, but back, back home, yeah, yeah, back home. And I think. There are players like that because here's the other thing. You guys, 
like you have uh, Zhao Klaus that is a player that is not like a 22 year old or whatever, but he's like 25, you know, he's not old or whatever he is. Uh, he just looks older than, than <laughs> he looks. I don't know yeah, how he's it, my it, age, it, but he's old. He looks so much older than me. Uh, I think he's pulling the whole LeBron thing when, you right. know, LeBron looked like he was 34 when he was 18. In <laughs> yeah, high exactly. Yeah. yeah. But that guy, obviously yeah. a baller. So uh, yeah. another name that like before MLS, like no one knew who this guy was, just some random dude, you know? Um, and that's like the great pull. And low key, that's kind of like where the Midwest sits. Like we like those type of players. Yes. Uh, and then those players just have a good game again. Let's say you do all right throughout the regular season. You get in the playoffs. And then those older players in the East Coast and the West Coast might not show up a certain game, and then you could knock them out or, or, or whatever. Just kind of like the crew. They were just cruising, you know? Just cruising. Uh, yeah, exactly. No, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, oh, well, yeah, right. I didn't even see that one. <laughs> uh, so what would you say is another uh, rivalry that you see, you know, outside of St. Louis, one that kind of gets you excited when you say, hey, SKC is playing such. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, for before St. Louis, it was always RSL because Salt Lake and and Kansas City had an MLS Cup final in 2013. Okay. It was like a controversial one for on our RSL side, and it was like at our house, so it was a big memorable one for us and our second mm-hmm. one. And that ever since then it started. I mean, there was like fights and red cards and just hot headedness, and it it kind of went away. But the funniest thing is, every time we face each other, it just comes right back. It just like the yep. memories right. flood back. The memes come in and out. Uh, and I, I love playing RSL. And it, it is kind of weird that now that we have St. Louis, it, that's the more obvious rivalry, like, uh, you know, just from distance and everything. But uh, RSL is always the one that I, I love. The weird one is, like, when MLS said that our rival is, like, Minnesota. Like, they just invented a rival. It's a big thing that even, I think, even in that video that I made, like, three years ago, that bothered me. A lot of it seemed, like, corporate like, you can't tell us who we're you not supposed really to like. Feel, yeah. like. Come on, Minnesota. I've never even thought about Minnesota in my life, and now I have to hate them or whatever. Um, but yeah, so it was always RSL, always. Um, and I know I, it's funny because everyone always has a second. I think like St. Louis might be Chicago. There's always like this Chicago, Illinois, Missouri thing. They're, they're, at least their fans are trying. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they try. Yes, because we, we just saw the, the whole leak of their jersey. Right. Was- possible jersey yes and i saw a few tweets that said hey hey stl this is the, r- the real red uh right we're oh like, really yeah yeah we're like <laughs> nice try <You're> like, <laughs> yeah it's gonna be really hard for chicago fans to talk any smack i think for a while you know they, they got a lot of problems to work on uh well they beat us twice right that's um, that is last the weirdest year, so that's thing what... and that's what happens it's like you guys could be the dominant team for like 99 percent of the season but then you lose to that same team twice and they piss you off. And I think it's the same thing with Austin. I don't know if you guys beat Austin twice. Or I think you gave uh, them the first yeah. win. You, you guys first yes. that was your first win, right? Or whatever. Yes. So this one I, was the first this one was the funniest one that happened though. Cause we watched I watched Austin TV also. Sure. Yeah. Know, since we were brand new, I was just watching. And then all of a sudden I heard their entire crew, you know, since they their last season was so great. Right. And we were hearing like seven zero eight zeros and they right. were saying oh san louis is going to be dead last so i think right. the entire city of san louis kept that receipt right and at the end <laughs> of that game everybody yeah. and it was out. flipped it was very flipped i mean yeah. obviously you guys came out running austin i mean went from a season where they were in like the conference championship yeah. to out of the playoffs and all that so yeah I, that's the thing where 
I don't know if I hate that about MLS or like it because when I was younger, I liked it because it was like, you never know. Mm-hmm. And then as you get older, you're kind of like, I never know what to expect every weekend. And as a team that like usually doesn't do good, you're just right. like, yeah, we're going to suck. I don't know. At some point, we're going to suck at you know some part of the season. And, and for sporting, it was the whole first three months, you know? Uh, yeah. And then you guys cruised all the way to the, the playoffs. So you, you just never know here. That's where I had my first um, real... Um, American uh, sports, American, you know, disaster sure. year. Yeah. And that's why I've, you know, since I've mostly lived in Fr- in France and, you know, Europe, yeah. playoffs is not, a, is not it. Right. Yeah. So now that's seeing fair. that, you're, you know, we played Kansas City so many times, what, five times? Yeah, for real. And, you know, Kansas City is like, oh, all, all of a sudden, hey, the playoffs are coming. Now let's right. play soccer. Yeah, and yeah, I know. Tonight, it was... It's like the hottest team. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that is the thing. It is weird, especially for European or South American fans that never experience what a playoff is at all. Like they don't understand, other than maybe a big cup competition, yep. like a Champions League or whatever. Um, when you work so hard for again ninety percent of the season, and then it's playoff time, and then you get kicked out your first game, it is a, the worst feeling. There's no feeling like because I feel like. You are a champion for like six months, and yep. then your seventh month, you just crash out. It, it, it is horrible. It's not even like you lose the title over several weeks. It, it is, it, it's a weird feeling to explain. But once you're here and you get it, it definitely gets addictive because then you could be the other team yes. where you suck 90% of the season, barely get in, and then flip the script, you know? Yeah, and you can see definitely have that upper hand now or. <laughs> Quite but a while, hey, we got three games again, <laughs> and then maybe we'll see each other again in the playoffs. If hopefully, if we're both in the playoffs, it's just, dude, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be nuts. So, so how do you feel about seeing, um, you know, a team that many times? I don't like it. Me either. It's like it's so repetitive, and yes, you know, and of course, Peter Mill out coached Carnell uh-huh. because sure. he, you know, showed him he's like, oh, we're gonna play three times against each other. Right. He pretty much did his homework from there. Right. So yeah, how and do you it, feel it about is that a good one? thing. Yeah, and like when it comes to playoffs, it's kind of nice-ish because your coaching staff, the fans, you can break down each game and look at what worked, what didn't work. But because this sport, like any sport, is so like it's just whatever the momentum is, like sporting picked up momentum. It's not like we didn't like recreate our team, we didn't get new signings or whatever. It's like momentum came right at the most perfect time. And, and then it's it it screwed over St. Louis. Like they, you guys were just kind of like yeah, we were cruising just towards totally. the end. Yeah, exactly. It was like fine, whatever. We're just getting in the playoffs, no big <laughs> deal. Um, and that's where where it really hit. So yeah, we see you guys three games. So then let's say let's pretend St. Louis murders us all three games, and then somehow again St. Louis finishes second and we finish seventh or whatever it's gonna be. Uh, and then we play each other again. It's like you can never be like we'll be fine. We'll be yeah. just fine. It's three or it's two. I don't know. Hopefully they don't do that again. Just just do it one game, please. Well, but hey, just one game. They're catching checks, so. Yeah, I know. That's true. <laughs> they are getting their money. But it's going to be interesting. That's another thing. It's like it could have been three games and then maybe just one playoff game. And maybe your coach would have seen that way differently and done different things. And Peter, too. Maybe he would have been like way more, you know, defensive right. or whatever. Uh, but then when you have two games in the playoffs in the first round, it's like, dude. You, there's so much room for error. Your guys can dip your heads, and, and then it becomes a problem. I don't know. Last season, especially for St. Louis, it was like the worst season to come in because of that crazy 
playoff situation and how they play in and in two games, blah blah blah. Uh, yeah, but especially, the- yeah, especially when you have and then there's the player mentalities. Like you could definitely see Kansas City had players that been in that situation. Yeah, you have the true. European guys. They know it's like, hey, I'm gonna save my body for seven months. Right. True. But these guys here, they're like, oh, they're hey, ready to you know show. What? Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I agree. I, I, but even though you like, hopefully you guys don't have like a, a completely different squad, which most likely not. No. Nope. Um, so I I think that experience is gonna show them like, okay, at halfway through the season, this is where you need to be physically. <laughs> then you get into October time, that's where you need to be. It's just when you go into your first round, it would have been crazy. I don't know how many teams like really had a season like that and like won a cup. I just know. Like Seattle has a famous story where they were like the worst team, <laughs> turned it around and went ahead and won it. I don't know if I mean, that might be the only time that it happened. Um, but it's so hard to switch. But a lot of it is like, yeah, are you physically ready? Are you mentally ready? Right around that time. If you're not, you could have the best players in the damn MLS, which is the same thing why I don't think Inter Miami is going to do well. It's like these guys don't know. Like these guys aren't ready. Not like, Oh, we're the best league and hardest league in the world. It's just different, and you're. It's gonna be a weird thing for them. Let's say if they, let's say if they're good, they're not gonna be ready for that that switch. I don't think, in my opinion. Yeah, and and as long as they keep making them travel all over the globe. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Um, what a yeah, joke. They, yeah, I know. I agree. You know, they their body was get the real jack lag. Now they're in Saudi Arabia, and then they have to come <laughs> across the world back to here, dude. Um, so talk about Miami then, because yeah. it has, um, how I will put it lightly, your goat. Right, sure, I'm, sure. I'm still... What are you at? I, yes. So for me, I have... So I know Messi is like your ultimate. Um, sure. I think for me, he's... I call it almost generational goat. Yeah, sure. Because for that. me, it's kind of hard to kind of say, hey, he's the greatest of all time. I'm like... Yeah. Oh, I'm there. It's kind of right hard there. to quantify it. Yep. I I feel the same. So, so who's who's your generation? You like Zidane? I'm just Zidane would be your boy. Zidane. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. So I think in a in almost Zidane is like a different generation than Messi. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I saw him. So yeah. for me, Zidane that uh, that generation, he was it. Yeah. You know, for sure. And he was doing. He was literally carrying France to the World Cup and the yeah. Euros by himself. Yeah. Um. You know, in those the gold ultimate, it's almost like Pele. For me, it right. was like the guy that literally everyone that we say, hey, you're a soccer player, their top will have Pele in, in it. Right. Yeah. But Messi will definitely be the one that's this generation of players. Sure. Um, yeah, he's he's the God-given talent GOAT. Right. And Ronaldo is the, the one that out hustle worked harder than anyone else. Right. Goat. So that's how I put those two guys in the goat conversation is like Messi just was born with all of that. <laughs> right, right, right. And Ronaldo had to outwork pretty much everybody else. Okay, okay. I'll take it. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, look, I'm not going to agree. <laughs> look, I, I think this. I, I say this. When I say best player, like Zinedine Zidane was like, I'm amazed. I mean, I only know about him because of my older brothers. Like, he won the yeah. World Cup the year I was born. So I don't uh, know from watch. I just know highlights. You, yeah, you just it, maybe aged like uh, <laughs> a thousand yeah, I years. I get it. I get it. But, but with him, that guy is unbelievable. And then it's like before, like, yeah, I didn't grow up with, you know, Diego. But for like the nine years that he was like on top of the world, that was him. 
Pele for the nine years he was on top of the world during it's I would do it in that segment. But here's the difference I think with those players and Ronaldo. I think like if I had it's so unlucky for the world that we had Messi and Ronaldo, or lucky, I guess, depending on how you see it, at the same time. Because ten years from now, let's pretend Ronaldo comes up, then he would have his own era. But because we're there yep. at the exact same time, it's hard people just choose sides or whatever. Um I don't know if I had if I if I took Argentina hat off I would want the guy who could dribble better. I, that's, that's clear easy. messy. Yep. Uh, I would like then if you're like I want a guy that can just finish. You get Ronaldo. He's a fin- that dude will finish from anywhere. Uh, free kicks is hard too. You just got to go here and there. I think towards the end of Messi's career I would go Messi, but Ronaldo used to be just bomb it in and he would murder you. Um, I'll in put the Beckham on that one. Oh, Beck yeah, for sure. Beckham yes. would be the guy. Yeah. yeah. He, the, the guy that literally could bend it, so yes. for sure. Um, the, you know, from the air, I would go Ronaldo. But then if it's like, do I want somebody that could control the field and make passes, then I would go Messi. It's so yeah. hard to to do that. So, you know, like if someone says, you know, my goat is Ronaldo, it, it's not like an offensive thing. I'm not going to Yeah, nope. sure. It's like, what is your play style? What do you like to see? Um, I get it. There, there'd be no way. So the best thing I like to see is when people put like, the greatest of all time starting 11s. I love that. Yes. Because then you could you could break it down by position and eras, and that's really fun to do. And, yeah, of course, you got – obviously, Zinedine is up there. And, obviously, for me, at least, he's up there. Then Pele will always be there. Diego will be there. Messi, Ronaldo, they'll be there. It's just like you've got to put them in their spots and goalkeepers and all that. Um, so I think the debate is silly, but it's just because we got them at the same time. If we could spread them out, there would be it would be more chill, you know. We I would like Ronaldo a little bit more. Also, I I will say, here's my final note on the conversation. Just Ronaldo is attitude wise, he just is so I don't know douchey to me that it's hard for me to like him. Like even when I'm like, man, he played good today. It's just he doesn't have to be so rude. Where Messi, ninety nine percent of the time until the very last year or two of his career, was this quiet little guy shy dude awkward on tv refused to do interviews and i just like that on that side but then inner kevin likes diego because he was annoying in your face loud talk said whatever he wanted to so it's you know i don't know it's just pick your day and i'll choose a different guy yeah and and i think that's it and i always that was the debate and i I always laugh about it yeah um, because you know and i think if you watch it almost depends on the age True. If you see yeah. the, the younger generation below us, messy because that's all you know, that's all you see. Yeah. So that debate is always just depending on where you grew up, who you watch. Because, you know, see that for us was it. And then you start growing up, you see yeah, who it is. So that's why I always laugh. It's cool to I see hear. Zidane was talking about, you know, guy. It's so funny because he was talking about players that he grew up watching. I can't remember. And he, he had this interview and he said, well, I was watching. So I can't remember his name, an Argentinian player. And when he was talking to Messi, I don't know if you saw that interview. Was yes. Zidane. Yeah. I don't remember the, who he brought up, but that shocked me. I was like, what the heck? And and it, there's a lot of players where you see, they're like, yeah, I wanted to be like this guy in yeah. France that you maybe yeah. never heard of. And you're like, what the heck? That's so random. But to them, in that position, that's who they wanted to be. And then obviously he was just so much better. Um, but that's it's like so interesting that even players have their eras where – Maybe if you ask, you know, Zidane right now, he would be like, I don't know what he would say. He would probably say something funny, like, I think I'm the best, or something like that, just knowing him. No, yeah, he probably wouldn't say that. He, yeah. He's almost like Messi. Right, you know, a when little he, more they, humble. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that's why I like him a lot, 
that's why he to me is just I it's hurt because he he coached Real Madrid and he went against sure. Messi many times. Um, but when he was like away from that or even before that, dude, like it was impossible for me not to like him. It was just so cool. Right, so you you compliment French players? So hey, that, come that on, come on! Of course, the <laughs> thing is, you you make it more difficult because you're a PSG fan. That's the only thing that's hard for me. So circling back, so so why? The... Okay, I'll say I'll say why. Yeah. I'll say why. Except the mess. Is it more? No, no, messy, it's not the messy really? thing. No, 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 it's okay. not the messy thing. So like the before the before all that before messy because that was so goofy. Anyways, um, I think it started ish around okay. the time where you had. You had like the oil money takeover where mm -hmm. you had more because obviously PSG is like a newer ish team, like they from the seventies and they merged yes. two teams together, whatever. Um, so after that, it, it was kind of like Marseille. I know I'm gonna say something very scandalous, but Marseille was like this, these giants. They had like all this history, blah blah blah. Um, and then when PSG started coming up, then they started they grabbed when they got Neymar. I was that's where I was kind of like what's going on like what's happening here it was crazy amount of money right. and all this stuff it was like the start like before city got me mad it was like PSG <laughs> I'm like god like you guys have so much money you can grab whoever blah 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 and, and and that's where it started for me like that where it is like city now city back then before this takeover was like whatever you know it was a cool yeah, British team you know yeah uh, but now they're like everybody rolls their eyes because like damn they got all this money they have the best coach in the world they got all these good players blah 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 um, and it's like hard not to uh, it's hard to follow them and support them because of that so I think PSG with that the other thing with me it's hard because I think the whole situation with the ultras even with Neymar before Messi joined you guys went to a final and lost or semifinals and lost. It was like a big deal. And it was, it was hard because that's what PSG needed. They just wanted that. And you guys are in a league where PSG dominated. Like you guys yeah, are like the are. Dortmund, you know, you are sorry, Dortmund. You guys are like uh Bayern Munich where you dominate every season uh, in, in your recent, country. recent years and recent years. Yes. Yes. So, so that's where I was like, okay, so they're, you know, they're kind of over. They just want this one thing. And I've like, I've been this really big fan of, Neymar so then when I started hearing you know ultras boo him or whistle him or sing songs against him I was like no like how could they do this and then when Messi came I'm like oh they're not gonna they're never gonna do that <laughs> like no they will never do that I I know especially how people were celebrating and you had all the people in their damn scooters following his car you know yep. into the state you know I was like oh this is finally Messi feels better the Barcelona owner is or the president is an absolute moron and <laughs> and, and i was happy that he was there Leg genuinely i have a psg jersey in my closet i was like That's i was awesome. happy i thought he i thought he was gonna retire there i was like oh this is or like finish most of his career and then go to argentina that was literally my thing i had no problem with it but then it was like more of the issues with with the the ultras and i already know from some psg friend fan friends that i have I think the ultras are already a problem. Like even before this, they've had issues and people like a lot of people hate them because of so many problems. They, you know, oh. they get banned. They have half the stadiums empty because of them or whatever. Um, oh, and so really I, it's I, not I PSG, it. but it's, it's them. <laughs> I, yeah. And that's when I was a little surprised. I'm cause I'm a born and raised PSG fan. Right. So that's okay. where I grew up and Parc des Princes was Early fifteen minutes from my house. Wow, yeah. Um, so, so I watched it, and even before the takeover, so they were a big 
team. Yeah. Like, you know, Marseille for sure. us, the PSG Marseille is so big. Yes. That they have to deploy police yeah, oh, from yeah. both oh, yeah. cities to go in there. It's a Boca it, River of, of yeah. France for sure. Like yeah. big classical. Yeah. And yes, and those uh, ultras, I lived it firsthand. So yes, they're very, um, how we will call them. I, I think it's good to be passionate, but like even oh, South oh, America, no, they're beyond. They're, they're yes, I agree. It, yes, yeah. it's beyond racist and all. So, yes, yeah, sure, so sure. I lived it, lift head. Yeah, um, and I was quite surprised too that they turn on all the players. But I think yeah, they have is the Champions League. That's yeah. like the missing piece of PhD's complete history. Yeah, and Marseille has one. Right. So that's the black it's eye. It's the annoying of thing. PSG. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And every time we're talking to Marseille fans. You know, hey, we want X, we want this and that. Yeah. All they do is lay back and go, Champions League. And then I, I, the whole conversation's exactly. over. over. I get that. I absolutely get that. And that yeah. that is the reason where, like, even after the PSG thing, or when Messi left or whatever, <laughs> I was like, okay, well, now that he's gone, maybe things will calm down. It just seemed like it got worse. And uh, then you had to get a new coach and all this stuff. It's like, God, it's just so many, so much noise is happening that Champions League. Yeah, once, Champions, Champions League, everything. once they get it, Things will calm down calm a down. little. I agree, and that's why Mbappe is still there because and they're throwing every yeah hundred billions to him. Is, I don't know. How, this has got to be the season. If it's not here, Mbappe oh, he's, he's gonna go to Real Madrid or wherever. You know, look I, I if he goes he, to Liverpool, uh, that yeah. would be nice. Come on, give no. no. me Killian. Why not? No. They're 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 working on that Galactico. Yeah, and it didn't literally... work. Before. I mean, it barely worked the first time. So come no. on. But now they're hiring all French guys, so you know they true. they know what's in the water. <laughs> yeah, know. true, true. And they got hey hey they got freaking that uh, Brazilian next Pelés. You know they yeah. they could be See? nasty. They got Vini. so they're literally picking France. They're just putting France and Brazil. <laughs> yeah, all together in there, and then it's like hey, now yeah. get us one. Yeah, now and if I it think... fails, just say it. if it fails, we might see like a world war or something. <laughs> Well, clearly they have the money or don't have oh, the yeah. money and they still... They got it. They got it. Awesome. So so I guess on the lighter side of things now, since um, you're a busy person, we'll try to get you out of here. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, so if you were to build, um, I guess, the perfect soccer player mm -hmm. and you had five to pick from any generation, who would that yeah. be? Oh. Oh, ho, ho. Okay. So we'll make it easier for you. So if you were to pick for um, dribbling, we already know who you're going to say for. Yeah, I'm going to say Messi for dribbling for sure. I think And goals? Oof, God, I don't want to say something horrifically bad. Okay. And this it's is being what, recorded. I know. I know. This is a big <laughs> deal. This is a big deal. Okay, if I'm going to say dribbling, I'm going to go Messi. That's an easy one. <laughs> Like, if, if there was a stat for toughness, I'm just going to add this in there. I would just a little stat, toughness, I would put Diego just because of that error. Or anyone from, like, the 80s and 70s where they were just murdering each other. Right. You could pick any any player out there, but I would put Diego just, you know, biased. Maradona? Yeah. Mar Maradona okay. would be just, like, physicality was a nightmare. But, God, an aerial presence, like, heading, striking the ball. I'm not even just saying this because you're here. I think I said... I think I said this in the last podcast because I like him a lot. Yeah. But Zidane, Zinedine Zidane, with that bald head, okay? Mm -hmm. And the way he could hit the ball pretty much at any angle and bend in and power, that he is, my, he is the finished goat to me. 
That's in my opinion. And that's if you're Italian, and if you're Italian, he'll headbutt you. And, that's, too, and so. if you're Italian, he's right there. Look, boom. Like, Karen, boom. he's a threat on the field. I, I think if you want to show people what it's like to be, like, a, the scariest dude in a box, that mm-hmm. man, or even outside the box, that yeah. man is the guy. For sure, 100%. Anyone who's watching this and have not seen his highlights, just go on YouTube. I guarantee you, you're going to be like, Jesus Christ. Like, 98 World Cup, I look, some of the, okay, there were some good players on that French team. That man literally carried them, and they had to play monsters in the 98 World Cup. Monsters. Yep, and Brazil, they Brazil, had that the was best a generation. stupid Brazil, a very <laughs> stupid one that the next World Cup they, they got. Um, so oh, but I trust think, me, um, yeah. all those French guys in that team, yeah. um, they all said, like, Zidane did it. The guy. Yes. They're all, they all kissing the ring. For they're sure. Like, even and, though we had literally the best players in the world in that team. Yeah. Zidane, it, that's When his. did he finish football? Like, when did he retire? 2007, six. So that was after the, the World Cup. That we in, lost to Italy. So in that Italy, was six. Be six, seven, two thousand seven. So seven, yeah, because that two thousand, so that area there, I remember, like even like my older brothers tell me, like this guy is like, I mean, I didn't see him in his prime, but like knowing that even at his age, I mean, that World Cup could have gone so many different ways, that you was, know. That was just a headbutt. Yes, and Literally, it flipped. Yes, the only thing that happened to he got the red card. And then David Trezeguet went and missed yes. it. That's which another was guy. Trezeguet is a guy that I watched who I love. And Argentina fans. Uh, Argentinian. Hey, he's Argentine. He's I, I, half hey, Argentine. And just like Iguain, you know, sometimes yes. you have those situations where you're like, maybe you're born in France, but you play for Argentina or born in Argentina, play for France. There's a history between our countries. And Trezeguet mm-hmm. was always a guy that my family said, we wish that dude played for us because he was a baller another bald yeah. guy okay that could play pretty good that's you know uh when he was, he was just older. born the wrong generation yes if yeah, he was he born missed. one generation before or after yes. he would have been one our one of our top strikers i agree totally agree he was in the awkward era of, yes. of french football for sure uh that guy oh my so god totally forgot about him when you mentioned him yes i love <laughs> him so much and and plus and and river he played and yeah. and he has he is like did he play in marseille who Oh, do you remember? That's a good one. I don't remember. I have to double check Where in France did he play? I can't remember, but yeah, he was. I remember just his Juventus days where he right. he was killing it. Yeah, Juventus is what you pretty much are known. He's known for yeah. for sure. Yeah, but yeah, well, so I got so you go got look at his highlights. So you got three. I got three. God, okay. Oh, two more. They can be all French if you like to. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> chill, chill, chill. Okay, it's hard not to say. Okay. The creativity, the way he played, he invented, create, in my opinion, creativity in football. Who's not going to put Pele? I mean, what are you, a psychopath? You're not going to put Pele creative-wise. So that's an easy W right there. Yep. And I have a buddy, and this is going to hurt me to say, but I have a buddy from Germany that, for like since I was in middle school, told me that Beckenbauer was the greatest player of all time, right? And I'm like, okay, buddy. Like, all right, you know, mm-hmm. rolled my eyes. And I would watch a highlight here and there, maybe watch a documentary, and like, okay, he was pretty good. But that guy was so disgusting that this final spot would be between him, and I'm going to cheat a little bit, and Cruyff. And I, I'm a little biased with Cruyff because Cruyff started, I almost put him in like because of the coaching side, where I'm like, well, yep. 
he became such a good coach and invented like basically what we know is like right, Barcelona, and and what Barcelona yes. became, which eventually Messi grew up in and whatnot. So it's hard not to have him. So I'm going to cheat and put both of those guys. But like those guys I'm... were just geniuses on the field. Like they found space. They knew where to pass. They already knew where a guy was going before the, they would even make the run. They would send the ball. The guy was there. Perfect. It, it, it's yeah. like an American view. It's like a really good quarterback that put the through the ball knows where that guy is going to run. That those two guys are the best to do it. And the Beckenbauer is always hard for me to, to admit a German is is good, but he was nasty. That guy. I will. I will take that one. Too. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's one um, one thing that's kind of missing now these days in world soccer. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned, you know, where a player just puts the ball in a place and he knows that his teammates going to be there. Yeah. Um, I think he's like so technical now these days. Yes. That we have fifteen hundred passes before yes. it gets to the other. Well, goal. did you see? Like, I don't know. This is like perfect timing for this, but like a couple days ago. The coach of Argentina was saying that the younger generation of players are kind of screwed because they're told not to dribble. They're told to t pass it yes. quickly. They're to told to make certain runs. And he straight up said, like, you're telling a seven-year-old to make a diagonal run, track back, <laughs> make a quick pass. And he said, like, imagine telling Messi or Maradona or all these guys that dribble uh, to, not, to not dribble, to just pass and, and be technical. And, and it's hard because even those guys that we just mentioned, Beckenbauer and Croix, like yeah, they were technically smart, but dude, yep. the guys were were geniuses. They knew when to to hold the ball, find the space, then make a nice pass, make a run ninety percent of the field, then find the pass. You know, it's it, it's so weird that it's turning that way. But one guy that is still, I think, good and it's like surprisingly, that's why a lot of people are showing that he's the best in the world right now. Killian does do that. He runs. He makes a great pass. He makes he even if he's doing dummy runs, he'll do that all day long just to make space uh, and at whatever he is, 24. Well, I don't know how old young he is. He's he just turned 24. Which yeah, is with super, stupid age. <laughs> uh, he, to me, like the debate is like right now is like Holland and him. And it's him not even close. I no disrespect to Holland, but I think Killian is the best in the world. And then there's like a giant gap. And then Holland. It's just, if I could choose one of the players, I would put Killian all day. Forget the World Cup, forget all that. It was that guy is just an overall better player at this age. Like, Holland could get better, for sure, in the next several years, but it's like yeah, Killian got can, a head start. You cannot coach or speed. Right, yes, that's true. Right. Killian is a, he's a monster. He is built like a, a, a machine. And even after the World Cup, uh, plenty of Argentinian fans were like, I mean, that guy was exactly like what Zidane did, but it just got short because of penalties. He yep. just carried that French team. Even though you guys had Griezmann and all these other guys, they weren't showing up that that final. It was oh. the Kylian Mbappe final. You know, it was just that close uh, from just being his dominant performance. And that oh. is how it shows that it is he's the best player in the world right right now oh, for sure. Oh, they showed it because they show in the locker room. Oh, he right, he, he was telling was everybody it ain't over. Yeah, you, you know, Deschamps yeah. was just standing there and he was letting yeah. Kylian yell. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and, and and I think and just to close out on yeah. that part, I was watching that final. I was at my daughter's swim meet, oh, wow. so I had my laptop on my lap. <laughs> I was watching it. I had the jersey on. Yeah, and I can tell you, everybody that was around me, <laughs> yeah, was just looking at me like I was crazy. Oh, I, I my, know. My face, 
<laughs> for like 80 minutes, I was, there was no expressions. Yeah. There was sure. two people that knew me. Yeah. And they were like, he's, he's watching the game. And they were like, we're not going to bother you. Because I mean, they knew the score. Who puts a swim on the World Cup final? I mean, come on. Yes. What the heck, man? <laughs> and they were just looking at me. And every time I was like, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. They left me alone for almost 15 minutes after because they're like, yeah, we know what he's watching. Oh, it's God. Like... That's the thing. This time was the first time I ever watched uh, an, like a final, especially an Argentinian final alone. Like every year I would go with people, but because we lost so many that when you're around people, it's the worst feeling. Even if it's people that don't Are really care. Okay? <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, you good? It's like, obviously yeah. not. And I'm not going to yeah. be good for years. So leave me alone. You know, <laughs> and, and I think I recommend... For the Euros and the next World Cup, that if you get to a final, don't be around people because even I'm going to tell you something. If when if you are because I was alone with my wife at the time in the final, it was almost a totally different experience because if you win, you know you win, you're crying, you're freaking out, and then you go party. You don't got to yeah. party right there, all right? <laughs> I'm telling you because the worst part is you're in front of a thousand French fans and you're like, okay. We're gonna France is gonna win the Euros. Let's go, and then you guys lose in penalties or whatever it is. Then you're in around a thousand French fans, and let's say you guys played England. Then you you're gonna interact with the English fans, and nothing's gonna go well. All right, that's speaking from experience. <laughs> yeah, England is not gonna win it. Nah, well, I nah, guess nah, it's nah, the nah. Euros. They might win that. Nah, one, nah, they're not even gonna win that. There's one thing we both could agree on, and that it's never coming home, Mo. It's no. never coming home. <laughs> Now and it, the day it happened, I hope I will be six feet on the ground. <laughs> For sure, yeah. They, I hope my kids have to see it, not me. Yes. You know, let them deal with that. that. I agree. I think that's the that's even better. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, if you don't, yeah, if if we don't, if I didn't have to win it in the rest of my life, you know, I don't. Argentina just never wins it again. My other World Cup would be England never winning it. You know, that would be it. <laughs> I know, I know. But come on. They, they won one. Let's give them that. Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, so there's... The watch-alongs are coming back. I got... Right now, because we just got the NWSL schedule, I'm watching the women's game, sporting. Some of the games overlap, and some of the games have too much of a gap in between where I'm just going to have to choose, you know, which one. Maybe if there's a stronger matchup, I'll watch that one. Uh, so there's going to be a good 35 weeks of plus playoffs of just watch-alongs. In between there, I'm going to do more traveling. I, the whole idea this year is to try to get to away games. It would be nice to go to St. Louis and, and whatnot. I'm in this like nightmare situation with moving. But once that clears down and things get calmed a little bit, I want to like go experience what it's like to be away. I've never, and I'm going to say this, I've never been to an MLS away, ever like physically been uh so that's it's it's time i have to do it you know I, I if i can't talk crap about people's fans if i've never been to their stadium you know so i gotta do it but that's it hey let's go hey i thought i thought you guys would put me with the dogs or something but okay i'm good a real chair